0: Hi there, Chloe here. We all know we need to listen to our customers and build our businesses around them. So that's why I'm asking you to fill in my customer survey. I want to make sure the podcast keeps bringing you great, useful, inspiring content. To do that, I need to know a little more about you. So please head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash survey to take part right now. It's the ecommerce masterplan podcast. Hello and welcome to our latest podcast. I'm Chloe and it's great to have you listening. In today's episode, we're going to be talking juggling. Juggling running two successful e-commerce businesses and juggling operations in different countries. Plus, of course, a lot more, including uh, great content marketing for e-commerce tips and how to still do SEO successfully. Without the sponsors, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So please do check them out. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. SendPro Online makes it easy to save time and money, no matter what you send or ship, and you'll always get the best rates and never overpay. With SendPro, you can compare shipping rates between carriers, plus save five cents a letter and up to 40% off USPS Priority Mail shipping. As a listener, you can get a free 30-day trial and a free £10 scale, but only when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's P-B dot com forward slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Garrick Dutourne is the founder of two fashion brands focused on providing sustainable products. Goudron Blanc is over eight years old, offers unique crew and v-neck t-shirts for men using organic cotton. And Blackwood launched last year and sells accessories handmade from cork leather. They now serve a combined thousands of customers each year. Hello, Garrick. Hi, Chloe. It's great to have you here. And I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, we just had a little bit of an off-air chat and quite frankly, this could go on for hours. So we're going to try and keep it, keep it to the high points. But before we, we get into the, the detail, could you tell us about how you ended up getting started off in e-commerce all those years ago?
1: Of course, of course. Um there are actually many things that uh got me into to e-commerce um if I, if I think about it there are like three main um elements that brought me into to that the first one is uh my mom actually uh, runs a an e-commerce business so i could see uh how things work uh from the the backstage and this really inspired me uh, and then there are a couple of other things that really got me into that. The, the first one is I've started blogging where in 2001, when I was 10 years old, I was blogging about video games and that really got me into creating things online. I really, really like that. Uh, and the last thing is this experience led me to start my own digital marketing agency when I was uh, 16 years old and working with lots of e-commerce businesses really um, got me into uh, interest of first selling products online, and second, creating actually beautiful products. And kind of combining these three things together, uh, led me to to start uh, Godon Blanc in 2011.
0: So it's, it's more a case of how did you manage to resist starting one for so long, isn't it? <laughs> Rather than than what actually led you to get started. With all those those three different influences going on, it's amazing you held off for so long.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think what's prevented me from from starting was what was holding me back was I didn't have a, a product I really, really liked in mind. And at some point, uh, for some reasons, uh, I got really passionate about t-shirts, especially about high quality t-shirts, because I couldn't find them uh, in the market. And this willingness to create a beautiful product really uh, hooked me.
0: Hey Well, look, let's uh let's cover off a couple of the key details about each of those businesses then. Let's start with Goudron Blanc. Um, because as our listeners may have worked out from your from your voice, you are uh, from France, aren't you? And Goudron Blanc is a French company. So are you shipping purely to France or are you selling everywhere?
1: So Goudron Blanc is selling everywhere, but I'd say eighty-five percent of the, the audience is based in France. Belgium and Switzerland, which are uh, French-speaking uh, countries, and the reason is because um, the the I mean the main part of the website is in French, and uh, we use a lot content marketing, and we focus only uh, on the French-speaking uh, audience that we have for the content marketing.
0: Whereas uh, Blackwood is English-speaking, isn't it?
1: And Blackwood is English-speaking. Uh, it's based in London and the the reason why uh it's the case is because my co-founder Oscar he's actually from Poland so when we we work together we both speak english and we're both based in london so it makes sense to uh to have it focused on on the uk market first but um english speaking markets in general so we're already selling in the us um and in asia as well as australia
0: i think we're we're going to have to get into the uh the experience of selling into such different markets uh, later on, but for now, I'll just just keep us get, getting through the boxes. So um, what platform are you selling on with each of those? Are they both on the same site setup or have you got them on different ones?
1: They're on the same setup. Uh, they're both on wooCommerce, so the, the e-commerce plugin of WordPress. Um, and the reason is it's quite flexible. Uh, I've been using WordPress for ages and I really like the platform. So decided to to kind of leverage that and use WooCommerce. I'm really happy with with that.
0: Excellent. Given you're on WooCommerce, you must have some plugins that you love. So um, have you got a couple you'd like to name check?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, The one I really, really like is Yoast, uh, this uh, SEO plugin that probably everybody knows about. Um, and another one that I really like as well is called Jilt. So the, the guys at Jilt do a really good job at, um, managing the, uh, email life cycle, uh, especially abandoned carts. And, uh, yeah, that has saved many, many, uh, kind of almost missed opportunities to, to convince the the people who go on the website to, to buy the t-shirts and the accessories.
0: Nice. I always think uh, if you come across a WordPress site that doesn't have Yoast installed, there's someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <That is laughs> I think pretty much, they, they, I would love to know what percentage of WordPress um, installations have Yoast in, because it's got to be pretty high. Right, before you and I get geeky on WordPress, um, what does your team look like then across the two businesses?
1: So the the teams are really lean. Um, for Goodrun Blanc, uh, this is, uh, myself, it's also a family business. Um, so some members of my family help me, uh, on that. And we have a few consultants working with us. So the the whole goal of that is to keep the, the operating costs really lean in terms of Blackwood, uh, we are same, uh, my co-founder and myself are full time on it. Um, and then we have a few, uh, people who help us. Well, at this stage, it's really still early on in the journey, Uh, but we've done already some really good progress.
0: And how do you find juggling two different businesses, as you have been for kind of the last year? Do you find that pretty straightforward or do you find it it difficult for you personally?
1: It is. I mean, it is something that I find really straightforward for me, Uh, but maybe it's probably part of my personality. And also what you have to keep in mind is these two businesses are both e-commerce businesses, they're both, um, focusing on sustainable fashion. So they, they're really complementary. Um, uh, maybe the, the biggest differences are, uh, the types of products and the fact that they don't focus on the same, uh, markets, but, uh, they, there's a lot of synergy, um, by working on both. And also really helpful to work on different things because they often help you to take steps back. And and by doing so, um, you're you're actually more capable to have like new fresh ideas to challenge yourself um, and to to experiment faster.
0: So, are you the sort of person who would go right Mondays is Goudron Blanc, Tuesdays is Blackwood, and so on? Or are you more a whichever one needs me is where I'm going to be during the day?
1: <laughs> it's a bit of of both at, at the same time. So I try to compartmentalize because otherwise. Yeah, it's really difficult to stay focused. Um and I always like to kind of um keep some time to do like some really deep work. So I, I will definitely allocate time for both of the businesses. That being said, um there are always some things that are more urgent and that need to be done and some are emergencies. So in that case, I would be obviously jumping on the emergency to, to solve the problem or uh, get the opportunity.
0: The situation with any plan, at least it's there, even if it gets completely ignored.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I think the the, the, the most important thing for, for a plan is actually the process of planning and the reflection you get out of that.
0: Oh, so true. And I, li- I like the fact you said um, about how you have to have some kind of deep focus time. And if you're constantly not trying to allocate that time, that just never happens, does it?
1: Yeah, no, you, you need to be really, really disciplined around that. Uh, otherwise, it's really easy to get distracted by emails, uh, social media, or anything like that. And also, like I think the most difficult thing is to, to be really focused on the things where, where you can have a real impact. Um, rather than like the tiny bits uh, and admin things that you you have to do but are not necessarily the most important things for your business
0: ah, oh, so true, so true um, now, as well as juggling two businesses you 're juggling two very different e commerce operating spaces, and i 'm talking geographically here the u k and France, whilst being incredibly nearby to each other, are actually very different. E-commerce markets to operate in, aren't they? So, how do you, are you able to take learnings from each? Were you able to, able to take anything from Goudron Blanc for the launch of Blackwood, or is it more a case of they're just too different? Too, too different?
1: So, the, the 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 foundational principles are quite similar. I say the, the main difference is actually um, how competitive it is in English. So, for all of your listeners who don't work uh, in uh, for an, like focusing on an English-speaking markets. They must see that it's quite, it's often easier to, to focus on other languages because the competition is not as, um, as strong. And so I see sometimes like things that take up very easily, um, with Coudon Blanc, um, that don't, um, with Blackwood. And the main reason is because it is just so competitive. And also when you, you're focusing on a friend, on the French market, France is, kind of the main market. So you compete with like one country or like companies that are just in one country. In English, you even though you're based in the UK and people, your market is in the UK, you're also competing for attention uh, from companies that are based in the US or in Australia, or in Canada, uh, which makes it much, much harder.
0: And I know a lot of our audience will not be selling into France. Have you got a couple of tips for people who might want to do that in terms of how to, how to succeed?
1: Uh, First, I'd say first is uh, making sure that if you don't speak French yourself, you work with a very, very good translator because French people don't really tolerate spelling mistakes or um, kind of wordings that are a bit clunky. So you need to be really, really good at that.
0: So we're saying Google Translate is not going to cut it?
1: No, definitely not.
0: (laughs) And not for customer services either. So you need a translator or a French speaker Yes, in the business
1: yes yes indeed um and I'd say the, the second thing is kind of obviously understanding the markets and the differences between the French markets uh, and the French culture and the culture of the the main market you're focusing on
0: okay cool thank you for those and I think that that translation one is is so true I remember a, a business I was doing a bit of work for the ops team had decided they would just turn on uh, eBay France and Germany and just start sending the feed there. And they hadn't told the customer service team. And the first the customer service team, within which nobody spoke German or French, knew about this, was when they came in on Monday morning to find a load of emails in French and German and then spent the rest of the week using Google Translate to translate them. Please, listeners, do not be like that. It, it's, it's not worth it. Really, really not worth it.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. That being said, I think it's possible to track. Uh, a bit of the markets with an English website. Um, But you'll be still at at the surface of the markets um, because not that many people in France are comfortable um, buying products in English.
0: The other big thing you mentioned, which I know is is huge for your business, is content marketing, which has been essential in the the Goudron Blanc uh, growth. So how have you, well, well, I guess, what first of all made you decide to focus on content marketing? Because it's not often one that an e-commerce business goes after.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, there are a couple of things. First, uh, as I said, I started blogging very, very young. Uh, so I, I knew a bit of how content works on the internet. Uh, so I really wanted to to do that. And the other thing is I also had a look at the industry because you have to know that when I started Good Luck in 2011, I didn't know anything about fashion. So one of the first steps I took was to uh, meet a lot of fashion entrepreneurs and also look at what other fashion entrepreneurs were doing. And I realized that um, a few of success, a few successful businesses were actually investing in content. And the other thing that I realized is there were a lot of fashion bloggers and influencers that were getting a huge amount of traffic. I was thinking instead of trying to um, advertise on their websites, why not creating my own media? And this is what led me to actually really focus on content marketing.
0: So have you done the content marketing in terms of creating the blog at Goudron Blanc or creating additional blogs or create or getting guest posts put in other places? What's been your kind of content marketing go-to method?
1: So initially it was uh, a blog created on the Goudron Blanc website. Uh, And this was a blog that was kind of telling everyone about the company, about the journey, being an entrepreneur. And I really thought I would uh, take off and that people would be interested in kind of knowing a bit more about the backstage of the business because I'd seen this um, working in for other businesses. And actually, it didn't really work out. Um, I mean, a few people uh, were interested. My mom loved that. Uh, <laughs> but actually, uh, customers weren't really interested in the in the backstage. So after a bit of experimentation, uh, I took a few steps back and realized that um, this wasn't working well. So then looking at the market, and as I said, I realized that lots of uh, fashion bloggers were getting traction. Uh, I kind of got inspiration from them and decided to start a real fashion blog still on the Good On Blanc website. So it's goodandblanc.com slash blog. Um, It's in French. And the the content is focusing uh, mostly on fashion trends, uh, around sustainability uh recommending some other brands that are doing a great job at pushing the sustainability through fashion and also giving practical advice such as um, how to uh wash um a cardigan made of cashmere or uh, things like that and this is when the blog actually really took off uh, and the main reason for that i think is because i i switched from generating content that was about the company <laughs> and kind of to elevate uh, the work we we're doing to content that was actually useful and answering questions that uh, people uh, we um, we are targeting are interested in.
0: Yes, because obviously you're selling T-shirts, but you're putting up blogs about cashmere cardigans. So it's it clearly strikes me that you're it's what are our customers challenged by? What are our customers interested in? Not. What else can we tell them about our product? I think a lot of e-commerce businesses struggle to make that leap when it comes to content.
1: That, that is true. That is true. And yeah, we basically I wanted to kind of focus more on on the worldview and on the what the people we were targeting liked. In addition to wearing great t-shirts, so obviously if you are interested in wearing beautiful and high quality t-shirts, you're also interested in wearing beautiful and high quality cardigans, trousers, shoes. Uh, which means that by showing that we have some expertise in recommending other brands and in diving into the details all of these uh, types of garments, uh, it means that we also have expertise in t-shirts, and that's something that is really reassuring for uh, our audience.
0: And has that throughout the you know the last eight years has that content marketing focus for Guerlain Blanc been all about the written word, or has it taken other content forms?
1: Um, at the moment, written words, uh, as well as photography. Uh, so lots of pictures, um, a little bit on Instagram, not too much, but uh, a lot via email and on the blog. Uh, so that has uh, been a huge part of our focus. And I'm really, uh, to be honest, looking at YouTube as a, another um, media. It's taking off very well. Uh, the big question I have is um, how to make the content different and useful for the audience. Um, I do believe that even though you can repurpose content in different media and different platforms, I think each platform has its own kind of user intent and its own culture. And right now, what I'm basically looking at is uh, the culture on YouTube on the, the French markets. Um, and being sure that when we'll start creating content on YouTube, we'll be uh, hitting something that is really useful and valuable for, for our audience.
0: Excellent. And I, I guess that's where it comes in with that lower competition levels in the French-speaking world rather than the English-speaking world. It means content marketing is a bit easier in France than it is in the UK. Is that something you found? Or have you been able to do replicate a lot of what you've done with Goudron Blanc into um, Blackwood?
1: It it is definitely easier in in France for for many reasons. Uh, So it's less competitive. It's also easier to reach out to influencers, uh, to get backlinks when you create really good content um, and you start out uh, much more easily. In English, I mean, it it, it is doable. It's much more competitive um, and creating really differentiated high-value content uh, becomes uh, more difficult. And you end up very quickly, if you want to stand out focusing too much on the long tail, which doesn't generate enough traffic to justify the, uh, the time and effort to invest and money you invest in um, creating this content.
0: So with Blackwood, have you done much content marketing or have you found other routes to market for that one?
1: Um, so we are at the beginning. We've found like a few routes to, to market. I, I do believe in uh, doing things that don't really scale at the beginning of a company. Um, so we're obviously creating content and building the foundation for, um, what's going to help us scale. So we have a a blog that is already getting visits on well-targeted keywords, we're about to start, um, a podcast, uh, basically focusing on the same as for Godonblanc, uh, making sure that we create high quality content for the worldview that people share, um, in our target audience. Which means we'll be talking a lot about sustainability and how actually we can encourage sustainability through business, especially fashion.
0: Greg, I can't. I can't let the fact you've um, you're launching a podcast pass me by. There. So the podcast is going to be for Blackwood, but it's it's um, focused on the bigger sustainability question rather than the products themselves.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Once again, it's uh, but fo- it's focusing on things that really gets the interest of our audience. And we know that uh, if you're interested in buying accessories that are made of sustainable and eco-friendly materials, it means that you also have an interest in sustainability at a more general level, uh, which means that um, you'll be interested in uh, hearing about other companies that are uh, also pushing uh, sustainability through their work and kind of other experts who are also interested in this uh, area.
0: So whilst on Gudrun, the blog is on the website. So it's, it's the Gudrun Blanc blog. With Blackwood, is the podcast the Blackwood podcast or have you gone with a slightly different brand for the pod?
1: So for the podcast, we, we yeah did come up with a, a different name. Um, so the, the name of the podcast is Living the Green by Blackwood. And the, the reason we did that is because It makes more sense to have something that really, it's basically a bit of branding that really tells people what's in the podcast. Uh, And we, we want to, to help them understand that this is about sustainability above all. And this is not just about uh, our brand.
0: And is that podcast available to listen to?
1: Yes, it is. It is. So we've released the, the first episode, uh, which is actually it's in itself about Blackfoot and our journey in, in. Uh, starting a sustainable business. So our first season is going to focus on how to start and grow a sustainable fashion business. And we have a few episodes where we're going to be interviewing experts and entrepreneurs. Uh, we're going to focus more on creating and building a fashion business. And then we'll have uh, further, um, the, the next seasons will be in more general about sustainability, but still with like a, a specific focus for each season.
0: E commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping is complex. Now there's a better way to manage it all. Send Pro Online by Pitney Bowes. Easily compare USPS and other shipping options, print labels and stamps on your own printer, track all shipments. Plus, despite the USPS post rates increase in January, you'll still get great discounts on USPS priority mail shipping and get five cents off every letter you send. Sempro Online is only $14.99 per month. You can get a free 30-day trial when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan plus a free £10 scale. That's pb.com slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Now, I love the top tips section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Garrick, are you ready? I am. Marvellous. First up then, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend?
1: This is such a great question, Chloe. Actually, I I, I wish people would would actually do that, uh, taking a day off to to read a book. Um, In terms of the book I would recommend, I think I I do believe a lot in um, not uh, just in case reading, but uh, reading something because you actually need it. That being said, I think as an entrepreneur, uh, often the, you are your own limits. I think you you can go as far as you you want to go, uh, and there is a book that has inspired me a lot to to do that, which is called uh, "Don't Let the Fear Win" uh, by Greg faxon. Greg Faxon is um he's a coach, and he's been coaching a lot of entrepreneurs and other coaches. And his book "Don't Let the Fear Win" is really good. That's kind of motivating you. It's not a book that uh, is going to help you kind um, of figure out something you may not know, but it's a very motivational, and inspirational book. Uh, and I really, really like reading it. I have often read it uh, when I, I feel like I need a push.
0: Excellent. So. We all need those around us. Uh, okay, the traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
1: I think SEO uh, could be the case. Uh, that's something that has been truly valuable for us, uh, and I guess lots of people don't focus as much on SEO as they should because you have to be really patient. It takes time to to build a, a good a good strength in SEO for a business, but when it's work, uh, once it works, it works very well.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. And a couple of weeks ago, I was judging the UK e-commerce awards, and there were two. St- Standout case studies in there from um, agencies who'd taken over the SEO of a couple of e commerce businesses. And oh my word, the impact they had in competitive marketplaces with difficult keywords for businesses who had already been investing in SEO. And they still had substantial impacts over a 12 month period. So, anyone out there who thinks it's dead and buried and impossible to do in the UK or impossible in your market take another look. Because there's there's money out there to be made if you get it right, I have to say. Right, sorry, I'm detracting us from the top tips. So uh, the tool top tip, Garrick, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
1: There is indeed. I am a big, big fan of Trello. Uh, that's a tool that's I use personally to monitor my to-do list and to calibrate um, for my businesses and to kind of track all of the projects I run. And this is really, really helpful. I just love visualizing the whole flow of work or flow of ideas of flow of communication.
0: Excellent. One of the popular tools on the show as well. Uh, the growth top tip then, if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them?
1: I think again, my, my top tip for growing a business for a hundred from a hundred to a thousand, um, would be creating very valuable and well-targeted content. Um, something that's, not necessarily going to scale that much, but it is going to get you from the hundred people you're currently serving to the thousand people you want to serve.
0: Yet more great advice. Okay, Garek, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please?
1: Of course. So they can get great t-shirts on Um And if they're interested in uh, beautiful accessories made of sustainable materials, they can go on blackwood.co.uk to find me. Um, I'm not really on social media. Um, I'm personally trying to, to avoid being there, but I do have a blog uh, called garrick.co.uk. And if they want to kind of get regular updates from me, uh, they can subscribe to my um, newsletter called Progress.
0: Excellent. And I can't let you leave without mentioning the fact you've recent, recently even published a new book, The Value Mix, creating meaningful products and services for your audience. Um, so congratulations on that, a big achievement. Could you tell us a little bit about it, please?
1: Yeah, of course. So the value mix is a book that I wrote after actually um, kind of experiencing some hard times when I started Godron Blanc because I realized um, in hindsight that I didn't really have a clear view on who my target audience was. Um, and by doing lots of research, talking to some of my mentors, um, I got much um, more insight into who the audience was. And this really helped me grow the business. And by doing so, I also developed a framework that I shared in, in the value mix. Basically, this is kind of my way to to help other entrepreneurs and other product managers, other marketers, uh, find um, really good insight by looking at the, their target markets.
0: It sounds very good. And I'm certainly going to be getting my hands on a copy. But here's a, um, a special offer on the book for our listeners. Um, so you can get that, guys, if you want to grab a copy, head to the show notes, which is at ecommercemasterpadcom forward slash podcast to get there. You'll find links to everything in the show, but you'll also find a link to get that special offer on the book. So, um, Garrick, thank you so much for being generous with your book and uh, for also uh, being so generous with your sharing your experience on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure so thank you very much for being on
1: thank you chloe thank you for your great questions it was a pleasure
0: so there you go uh Content marketing is not dead in France or the UK and nor is SEO. Well, look to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links and details of related episodes, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Have a great week and keep optimising.